everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Foreign Policy Talks' new series, Foreign Policy in 5 Minutes. I'm your Tuesday host, Ria, and in each episode, I'll be explaining or answering a question related to the foreign policy scene in only 5 minutes. Today's episode will take you through the latest issue in the Korean Peninsula, which is the shooting of a South Korean official by the North Korean military on September 24, 2020. Seoul's defense ministry came forward on September 24 with the claim that North Korea killed a government official from the Oceans and Fisheries Ministry. The officer, identified by his surname Lee, ended up in North Korean waters while investigating claims of unauthorized fishing with his colleagues. South Korean intelligence services claimed that the officer wanted to defect to the North, but was brutally killed and burned by the North Korean military. North Korea, in their response letter sent to Seoul's Blue House the next morning, claimed that the unidentified male was found floating on an object in the sea. Because the man did not comply with the soldier's demand to identify himself, the military decided to fire 10 shots when the man tried to flee. The North further claimed that what they burned was the floating material that carried the man, not the man's body, which they claim have sunk into the waters. The letter also contained a rare apology by North Korean leader Kim Jong-un, who is said to, and I quote, feels very sorry because he has given President Moon and the compatriots in the South a great disappointment with this unseen misfortune. So, today's question would be, how will the inter-Korean relationship go from here? To answer it, we must look back to the recent trend between the two Koreas. Despite the rapprochement efforts started by President Moon from the beginning of his administration, inter-Korean relations have deteriorated earlier this year, following the stalemate of the US-North Korea as well as the inter-Korean talks. Despite the South's call to resume negotiations, the North Korean government, under the rising influence of Kim Jong-un's sister, Kim Yo-jong, have hardened their rhetoric in regards to the peace process. For example, in response to flyer campaigns launched by North Korean defectors that now reside in South Korea, the North Korean government unilaterally demolished the joint license office that was established at the border city of Kaesong, effectively closing any communications with the South in June. Fortunately, at that time, there was no human casualties because the office has been emptied out since late January due to COVID-19 prevention measures. The shooting accident has sparked a domestic debate in South Korea on how the government should proceed. The Blue House has recently disclosed letters exchanged earlier this month between President Moon and Kim in which they share well wishes over the pandemic and recent storms that hit the peninsula. In his address at the United Nations General Assembly, one day before the news of the shooting broke out, President Moon also called for an end of war declaration at the Korean Peninsula. With President Moon's unwavering intention for peacemaking made clear, the exchange letters between the two Koreas were supposed to be a sign of progress. However, the shooting incident clearly became a huge hurdle for the current administration's pursuit of inter-Korean reconciliation. Criticism continues to pour over what the opposition party deemed as the government's failure to respond accordingly to the North's past provocations. The unfortunate timing of the shooting and Moon's UN address, on top of the ongoing tensions, has made people wonder whether the inter-Korean peace is really something that is possible and worth to be attained. 
the South Korean government is pushing for a joint investigation team for this case, while the North Korean government has warned that naval operations near the border may lead to escalations of tensions. In the near term, I think we cannot expect any notable improvements in inter-Korean relations. With the highly anticipated celebration of the Workers' Party's 75th anniversary coming up on October 10th, the North Korean government's next move will play a big role in the state of affairs in the Korean Peninsula. Will it worsen the relations within the two Koreas? That's it for today's episode. If you like our series, please don't forget to share and follow Foreign Policy Talks on your favorite streaming platform and on our official Instagram account at Foreign Policy Talks. If you have any questions to be answered, feel free to drop it in our inbox and we'll try to cover it in our future episodes. Stay curious, stay healthy, and I'll see you at our next episode.